Listener Production. There is a lot to love about my mate. I'm all about a solution to a problem. Sharia? Jess Norris. Number one, I love that you love a system and a process. Like, you're very, very efficient, which I also love. But the biggest thing I love <laughs> is that you're very empathetic. Well, that's a nice intro, Taria. I've known Jess since primary school. Can you believe it? And I'm so lucky because these days she's part of my business team. She's one of those friends that you can really rely on. Whether I had to fix my sink or whether I had to write a book, (laughs) if I needed help, I'd be like, I'm just going to get in touch with Jess because she will know what to do. And I will, I'll pretend not to be shocked if you ever call me about your sink that's broken. She actually did help me fix my sink. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Why is the sink broken? Jess pulls up a 20-step documented process <laughs> of unblocking the sink after searching out, well, well, you know, what type of sink is it? I just did up that dressing gown and I was ready for action. Can I say what the plumbing issue was? Yes. Go. Someone took a shit and it couldn't be flushed. Was that it? Yes, it was. But, like, why? This is the thing I don't get. Why were you the one that rolled up your sleeves and went and checked it out? Like, I'd be like, no, it was your shit, mate. We had a plan that day. We had a tight schedule. We had a tight schedule. <laughs> we so really did. We're we gonna really did. get that shit sorted. Literally, getting the shit sorted. Getting shit sorted. That's what I want to put on her tombstone. Jess helps so many people in her work and in her life, including me. So it was a thrill to be able to finally help her through my Run With Taria program. And that's why I've asked her to be a guest on the pod today, to share her health story, because I thought it might give you some ideas. I started out by asking how she identified herself as a kid. I was probably more on the nerdy end of the scale. Um, I guess I just was interested in doing well at school. I had great friends throughout school, but I absolutely hated PE, hated sport, would do lots of things to get out of it because I didn't feel like I fit in or I was capable. Why did you feel like you didn't fit in? Because I had a massive bunch of sporty friends. Um I felt like I was the fat kid, so I didn't feel like I was built for sport. I hated going to, like, swimming. I hated the prospect of getting into swimmers in front of a whole year group. I hated cross country. I hated running around. You would remember the back of Ulladulla Public School, that cross country track. Hated it. Would happily pull over and assist anyone that might need some help. So you hated running. But I guess I want to know where that I like what was it because you felt that you weren't good at it or that you just never got I don't know like instruction on how to run I felt like I wasn't good at it I yeah. also copped a lot of flack from shitty kids like kids can be they're assholes um yeah they absolutely, absolutely can be assholes and I preface that with I work with children and I love them, but um, they absolutely can be assholes. And uh, I think that I was never short of a comment about my weight. Far out. There was also um, teachers who made comments about my weight, um, made 
comments to my mum about my weight. I'm not sure what they thought their level of expertise was there, but unsolicited advice. Can you give me an example of that? I remember being like in year three and having a teacher that I really didn't enjoy. He pulled my mum aside and said that I was a bit too plump and was I doing enough exercise? I was an active kid. Like I rode my bike to and from school. I swam. I was like a normal a normal active kid. So that was when I realized that I was different and my experience was going to be different. And that's probably when I started to become aware that um, my capabilities sporting-wise were viewed differently. They probably weren't actually different, but people viewed my capabilities as different. And there was the slow journey into my hatred of sport So you always, after then, you Seriously. always hated sport. Also, that that teacher was an arsehole. Um, just, just yeah, he was. Ass- yeah. And if I saw him yeah. in the street, I'd tell him so. Yeah. Oh, you'd tell him to his face. So I don't know if I'd have the the guts to tell teachers that they were arseholes. Well, he just needs to not say that stuff, and I hope that he's not saying that stuff now. Yeah. No, because it affects people and it's also unsolicited, like you said, unsolicited. And also he's not an expert in all things nutrition and human movement. I know that it made my mum feel bad too, like that she wasn't doing the right things for me. Um, yeah. It all you know, And we all know how, yeah, and you all know, like everyone, all parents know how it feels to receive like that advice about what you should be doing as a parent and you already know that you're doing your utmost, you know, to provide for your kids and do the right thing. So um, that was that, yeah, that was my, my journey to not liking sport, but also um, into all sorts of crazy diets. So, yeah. um, Did you want to talk about some of the crazy diets? Okay. So, I've done Weight Watchers. I was really young too when I did Weight Watchers. The soup diet, that happened. I remember taking soup to school in high school. Sorry, friends. That was really smelly, that soup. I've done like shakes, all sorts of crazy stuff. I've done paleo, like a paleo diet. And this is probably only until I've probably only really moved away from doing that sort of stuff about probably in the last three-ish years. So that's like over a decade of dieting that sounds exhausting yeah it's lindy cohen's stuff that's really made me sort of change the way that i'm looking at yeah. that stuff yeah she's awesome isn't she i've had it i've had her as a guest recently on this podcast basically her thing is that diets are bullshit and if they worked you'd be at your goal weight you know if they worked I wanted to talk to you about something that's one of the life events that's helped shape the person that you are today. Mm. You asked me one time about what was the um, one of the most sort of salient memories of my teens, and it is losing my dad to suicide. So I was about 15 when he died, and it was probably one of the – most influential periods of my life. I think that it made me 
really focused on people's well-being and um, things like self-care. And when you do a um, when you do a social work degree, they sort of ram down your throat the importance of self-care and looking after yourself. And and I think working in the field that I work in, I see how important it is for people, especially parents, to look after themselves because if you aren't well in yourself, it can have massive massive implications for the people around you, but also for you and what you can get out of life. And I think that's what I love so much about Run With Taria is that I've heard you say before is that it's like a mindset program disguised as running. And um, I really love that because I see and I love watching all the women who come into this um, space often completely change in terms of their self-confidence, in terms of their priorities for themselves. So like how do they um, look after themselves and show up? And I feel like the act of learning how to run 5Ks very much changed my perception of what I thought or what I think that I can do because I never in my wildest dreams did I think that I could run 5Ks, 10Ks even, because then I came back for more. Um, (laughs) But – I just like, I never thought that I could do it. And that came from so many messages that I got when I was growing up that we talked about before. Not only did I think I could never do it, but I thought that I would never like it. So if you thought that you could never do it and you thought that you would never like it, why the hell did you sign up to do the five kilometer program? Well, Grace McBride roped me in and she said, Taria is going to do this program and uh, we want to test it out to see how um, different women respond to the program. And I said to her, if Taria can get me to run, that'll be amazing. But okay, sure. And I even went to my physio to almost get him to write me a note to excuse me. (laughs) I went back to that place at school, like where mum would write me a note to like not do sport. I was like, surely, surely the physio will tell me I can't do it. But he told me I could and here I am. Why do you think the physio would have told you that you couldn't do it? Look, because I do have some some injuries that I need to manage, um, some disc issues, that sort of stuff, uh, residual from some different sort of sport that I did in the past. So I thought he'd be like, yeah, no way can you do that. That'll be too high impact. And lots of people say that if you're in a bigger body that you can't run because, you know, it'll be too hard on your joints. That's what I thought he was going to say. Yeah, and I have read that before as well. And I don't know, I don't actually know where that comes where that comes from because women and men as well, but women especially of all shapes and sizes have run and it's shapes, sizes, ages, backgrounds, ethnicities, whatever have run fast and run five kilometers and run ultra marathons so i think this idea that if you're in a certain type of body you cannot run i find that to be bullshit because there's so much if you look there's so much proof in the world of someone showing that it is possible yeah and i think it wasn't until um i started to do this that i started to look for that um Uh, idea and 
it's like that confirmation bias thing. When I thought that I couldn't do it, I just looked for all of this proof that I couldn't. But then now that I know that I can, it's like now I'm super aware of like all these amazing Instagram accounts of all of these beautiful women who are out running and doing all sorts of things that I usually or I previously would have thought that I couldn't. And so I love when I read stuff in our Facebook group where women say, oh, I also applied for this job this week that I never thought that I could have applied for um, because I got this confidence in myself to do this. And I think that's amazing because I then went and spoke at a conference with about 250 people and I never would have done that before. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. What what was it? What was that like? Nerve-wracking. Very, very <laughs> nerve-wracking, but I um I remember thinking, "Oh well, what's the worst that can happen? Just give it a crack." So did the five kilometers, then you decided to do the 10 kilometers and like, Mm -hmm. was your progression linear? Because for me, when I'm getting better at stuff, it's not always a straight line, right? Like I get better, then I get shitter, then I get better, then I stop because I've done something, then I, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I think, um, I started out, and Grace and I have talked about this a lot, we started out running with head torches in the dark in a bush track so that no one would see us. Um, So why, hold on, hold on. Why didn't you want anyone to see you? Because my experience of of running in public had always been, I was always been super self-conscious because I thought that people looked at me and thought that I shouldn't be running. So, So you'd go in the bush track, head torches, Probably how a really good murder podcast starts, really, when I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then slowly we sort of got more confident um, to run like when it – so we still ran in the same track, but we would go when it was lighter. And I still remember the sheer anxiety of how I would feel if there was one other person on the track. I would just be like, oh, shit, there's somebody else and they're going to see me. And I would also do silly things like um, run faster near that person because I felt like I needed to look more like a runner. And, like, if there's one thing that I've learnt in this whole program is that going faster like that is absolutely not sustainable. Like, it's silly. It's not It's not going to work for me. But it just made me super anxious was being around people and running. And then there's sort of like a little bit of the track that goes out onto the road. And so I'd have to maybe do 50 meters along the road. And I have to, used to have to slack myself up as I was like getting out to where the road was going to be and then think, please don't be lots of people driving past. And then I'd get myself really worked up because I'd run faster on the section where the road was. <laughs> I feel like that's not just you though, right? Like I feel like all of us do get self-conscious when we're exercising and when we're running. So I don't, I don't think it's something that only you have, um, experienced. Did that ever get better? 
that feeling of being mm. self-conscious. Yeah, and I say to people now that um, I can tell where I'm at in terms of how I feel about my body by where I'm willing to run. So we've talked a lot before and especially in some of your self-love notes about how your self-concept, it's not always the same. Like there's going to be days where you feel not great about yourself Um, And some days where you feel much better about yourself. And I think that I can definitely tell where I'm at in terms of where I'm willing to run or how dark it is when I run. (laughs) So I run past people now with no issues. So we run in a different track. I run in public. I think the last time in the last program, I ran around our little CBD area at about seven o'clock in the morning. That was a big deal, Taria. You know, that is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's Alla Dalla CBD at seven a.m. There's like tradies getting coffee. There's cars pulling in and out. People, <laughs> it's busy. Yeah. Friends lining up to get Absolutely. their coffees and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's all happening. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. And um, I'm running. And I ran past some people and I thought, oh, I think you just probably had a little, had a little looking at me thinking, what are you doing running? And I thought to myself, right. well, you're not. <laughs> you're not running. <laughs> so unless you're running yes. with me. Honestly, but that, but that's a different, like, that's so different because usually I would just feel really embarrassed and think, oh, this is so shit. People are looking at me thinking I'm not running and I thought, well, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what would, what would you say to someone who's, who's, who's scared to run or who, you know, whether they want to try my running program or not, they're just scared or anxious or too nervous to start? I would say I so relate to that feeling and I don't know that that if you if you haven't experienced this long ingrained experience of almost like not feeling like you can do something and you know I can only speak from my own experience of of living in a bigger body but I know that there are people who live in different bodies and probably feel a sense of difference but for someone who essentially lives in a world where being a bigger person isn't okay it's not socially acceptable the thought of going out and running um is can feel petrifying and genuinely you feel stuck like you feel like you can't go um and i would say that's a super real real feeling and don't let anyone just mm. say oh you'll be fine off you go because you don't feel like you'll be fine. So you need to make a plan. Like you genuinely need to make a plan. Where am I going? How long will I go for? What will I do? Um, you know, if the shitty thoughts start, um, can I go with a friend who will wait for me at the other end? You do all the same things that you would do if you're doing something else scary. So if you were going to a scary appointment, like a medical appointment, you'd probably take a friend with you. Or if you were going somewhere for the first time, you might ask somebody to meet you there. And I would say treat your first run the same way. 
I love that advice. That's so wise, Jess. Can't believe I just said that. So wise. I was trying not to say that. I'm so sorry. That's really insightful, Jess. I've heard the bloopers <laughs> from 2022. Yeah. I know how often you I said it. As soon as it came out of my <laughs> mouth, I was like, fuck, Daria. Stop saying that. Hey, I really love that advice. Um, but I, I, Grace has a video of me running like the first five kilometers. She has a video of me coming out of the bush track and it had just started to rain. And I still watch the end of that video and think like I was genuinely so happy, genuinely so happy that I had done that because there was lots of periods of time during the 5k program that I said to Grace, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this ever. Because, you know, I was running like an 11 or 12 minute kilometer when I first started, right? So comparatively to other people, I thought that was really slow. And then I did the thing where I did the maths in my head, where I thought, if that's how fast I'm running for a kilometer and I've got to do five of that, I've got to run for a really long time. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that. And Grace used to say, Taria and Belle say, we've just got to go one day at a time. Stop looking so far forward. Stop it. And we would be giving each other these pep talks in the bush track in Ulladulla, just so you know. <laughs> I love it. But you got through. Got through. And it's really nice because when I see people uh, start run and I see them like do their first 10-minute shuffle, like the challenges that we just had and they do their first 10-minute shuffle, I see that the community that we create inside run, it's the people inside that community, it's their grace. You know, I had a grace to say to me, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We can do it. Let's go back to what it says in the program. And in Run With Taria, everybody has a grace because that beautiful community, um, if you come in there with a problem or self-doubt, there are usually between five to 25 women who will jump in and give you advice or a pep talk immediately. Yeah, and that's why I love you so much, Jess, because you're that you're often that person in the group, which I love. Hey, Jess, we talked a lot at the start about how your identity was shaped and who you think, who you thought you were, and I'm curious to know whether since being a runner has that changed your perception of yourself. Yeah, I very much approach anything not just sport, but anything now feeling like I can absolutely give it a crack and work up to it. It reminds you about how important it is to take things on slowly and work up to it because you genuinely can almost do anything if um, if that's the approach that you take. And I like running now. It sounds like it's had a really big impact on your confidence. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think – in like a professional space, I've always felt confident within my role and what I do because I've felt capable and like I know what I'm doing. I think that running has made or changed the way that I see myself more personally um, because you can't hide behind that cloak of this is my job and I know how to do it. Um, I feel like I take risks more that I usually wouldn't in terms of, like I said, uh, speaking at that conference, but also 
are like just getting out there and doing stuff or wearing a singlet at the gym because I just genuinely don't give a shit anymore Uh, (laughs) because, uh, you know, what other people think about me um, doesn't dictate what I can do. And um, I think that I used to essentially get caught up in thinking that what people thought I could do was an accurate representation of me, but that's not true. And this program really made me realize that what other people think um, is inaccurate. And until you actually give it a try and break out of those preconceived ideas, you are almost stuck in that until you prove yourself wrong. Big thanks to my mate Jess Norris for sharing her story. And if this has inspired you to lace up and put your joggers on, my running program, it's called Run With Terea. And I made it just for you. Women and mums looking to start getting into their fitness or learn how to run. And I got to say, running, it's a fantastic way to carve out some time for you. You deserve it. There's a link in the show notes where you can see more info and testimonials about how it works. Or you can just head to terepit.com forward slash run. This program is only open for a little bit longer. Thanks, mate. See ya.